This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes Parish down there in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you tonight? I'm doing okay, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is good. And you came up with another challenging topic here. Are you pleasing to God? Now, as Catholics, our ultimate objective and goal, of course, is to join in everlasting life with God. And so it's obvious, I guess, to reach that goal, our lives must ultimately be found pleasing to God. Are we doing our best to become more pleasing to God? That's not always at the forefront of our awareness. I mean, we have other objectives that distract us. I mean, if we want a promotion in any industry, we must gain favor with our superiors and we have to do tasks. We must perform and get results to gain approval and to be found pleasing to the powers that be. And in our spiritual lives, we can and should take inventory and ask ourselves if we are pleasing to God. Are we just following the rules and checking off the boxes do we love God for his sake or for ours? So, Frank, start us off. Are we talking here about effort, commitment, what? Talking about all of it, and, and you just hit it on the head. One of the questions is, are we just following the rules and checking off the boxes? And I like to use the example of Michael Jordan. He, he didn't become great uh, because he followed the rules. Of course, following the rules are a part of it. But he became great, great because he gave everything he had. He worked... He worked day and night to become great. He, he didn't ask, you know, Phil Jackson, what's the least I can do to become great? Right. I mean, just imagine saying that to your spouse. What's the least I have to do to, uh, to, for you for you to love me? And and finally, you know, do we really want to take a minimalist view concerning our eternal salvation? I don't think so. All right. So let's talk about some of the things that we need as Catholics to accomplish this goal of becoming more pleasing to God. Right. We've talked about sanctifying grace in another podcast, but it's so important that it bears repeating. Um, sanctifying grace is God sharing his divine nature with us. Right. I don't want to get too theological, but that's a good understanding of it to give you an idea. And when we receive it at baptism, it's infused in us like a fire heats an iron poker and you see it glowing. That's how um, uh, sanctifying grace is infused. Now we have access to supernatural life. It's our connection with God. When we commit mortal sin, we break this connection. We're now living on a purely natural level. Right. And when we live only on that level, God hears our prayers because he loves us, right? But only to the extent that it will bring us back into communion with him, right? Those prayers will go hopefully to your conversion. It's not going to go to what you're asking for. God right. loves us, right? Like we love our children. But as you know, some of our children are more pleasing than others. And after listening to Father Rittberger talk about are we pleasing, I said, we have to do a podcast on this because that's the question. He loves every one of us, but are we pleasing to him? That's the question. Well, that's good. But by the way, you don't have to worry about being theological. You have our permission on this podcast to, to go for it, Frank. All right. So we don't want to take a minimalist approach to being saved. Why do we tend to do it anyway? 
Well, everyone has two natures and one wants to advance us and the other wants to pull us back. That's kind of our biggest battle, fighting our own human nature. The one we cultivate and concentrate on decides what we are in the end. And both natures are, are, are battling to seek control. And our will decides that issue. It's a matter of choice whether we allow our higher self to control us or whether we will be controlled by our passions. The problem is that we put natural life above the supernatural life. We pursue you know, worldly honors above humility and patience. We turn to the natural desires of the world rather than, you know, the interior joys that Christ promises, promises us. If we choose to lead a purely natural existence, God will not stop you. We have free will. If you want your heaven here, God will give it to you, but it will end. Many people like to live as if they're never going to die, but of course, this is a lie. We all know life comes to a conclusion. Yeah. Now, we know that we ha are given gifts from God, uh, theological virtues, we say, faith, hope, and love. But I suppose when you reflect on it, a person can lose these virtues. I mean, a person can lose hope. They can lose their faith, become less loving. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And once again, when we sin, we become, our intellect becomes darkened. And when we receive grace from God, we become infused with this virtue. On our own, we have to, I'd like to use the analogy of a boat because there, there there's, there's a meaning of the boat. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But we have to row the boat ourselves and make sure we're heading in the right direction. But when we're aided by infused virtue, we no longer have to row the boat. But we don't have to row the boat ourselves. We, we can sail aided by the sanctifying grace yeah. that we're in. As God, as, as grace grows, our sails are filled and we catch the winds of divine inspiration. And the Holy Spirit will lead us in the right direction towards our eternal destiny. There's a meaning for the boat. When Christ preaches in the boat, he's summing us off the land. The land signifies our, our beliefs when we're rooted in them, right? We don't want to take a chance at coming out into that water. That's faith. But he wants us to come out into that water and trust him so we can get in that boat with him. And he takes us to the other side, to the promised land. Preach, brother. Go for it. I love this. Now, that's inspiring as opposed to hard work, right? Yeah, these, yes. These inspirations are actually actual graces that help inspire, enlighten, and strengthen our wills. Whereas the gifts of the Holy Spirit are permanent endowments as long as we remain in that sanctifying grace. The gifts will make the will receptive to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit. When we break from that sanctifying grace, the one way, and it's so important, we talk about it all the time, we have to get the confession. If we don't, we're fighting God, and that's, that usually is not a good idea. You know, to reach life's more important goals, we must be headed in the right direction. The theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity direct us Godward, Godward. But to reach our destinations, we have to have prudence to choose the best means of getting there, justice to fulfill our obligations to God and man on the way, fortitude to overcome difficulties we encounter, and temperance not to be sidetracked on the way to passing the pleasures and satisfactions of life. That's nice. Uh we have to activate these gifts from God. So we need these gifts to keep eternal life as our precious goal. 
And yeah. when we make use of these gifts or activate them, it is pleasing to God. Yeah. When we use the supernatural gifts aided by grace, they elevate the natural to a higher plane, orienting us to our final end and enabling us to cooperate with the actual graces that the Holy Spirit is constantly bringing us. And in the and and that in the final end is to be pleasing to God. Nicely done, uh, Frank. I appreciate this topic. I mean, it's a, a true disciple just can't hang back and be self-satisfied. Got to go to work. And I appreciate it's exactly this right. And that's what we have. That's what we are here on this earth for. It's not about all fun and games and eat, drink, and be merry. We're here to work out our salvation, folks. Don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email. We're getting some nice notes from people, some good reactions. It's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll see you next time, okay? Thanks. God bless, Deacon.